World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm hosting it today and every day. <laughs> I would hope so. Once a week, Thursdays only. <laughs> you know, I've thought about, like, oh, I need to take a break. I'm going to let somebody else host it, but I've never actually done it. Um, and I, you know, probably never will because I don't feel like anyone else has the same sort of uh, obsessive dedication to producing this stuff on time that I do. Um, yeah. Because normally someone with this set of brain problems, that is to say, uh, <laughs> depression and anxiety, it's like, well, I'm not going to do any of the things. I'm not going to do the stuff I'm supposed to do. I'm not going to do uh, the, the like things that I'm responsible to others for. I'm just going to do nothing but watch Netflix. But Man, for me... Man, really sad. Well, no, it's fine. Uh, okay. Uh, this, this world is hell. Everybody's dealing with it. Um, <laughs> That's true. But for me, I, uh, like, when I have to go on uh, autopilot, shout out to that episode, uh, <laughs> one called Autopilot. Uh, yep. It's, it's like, I still do all the stuff I have to do, or that I'm supposed to do. It's just, um, you know, like, cleaning goes by the wayside, laundry will pile up, but, like, the podcast comes out because I've managed to trick myself into thinking that I need to make this podcast, when really, I don't. I could stop at any time. Um, <laughs> We'd all be sad. I could stop anytime I want. I'm not. I'm not addicted. I just like doing it. Uh, <laughs> why are you gonna put it like that, man? <laughs> no, it's uh, funny. Is why uh, podcasts so, are addictive. That's for sure. Yeah, making making too many. Um, mm -hmm. So with me, you've already heard his voice. You've that's me. Already listened to every episode of Limited Cell and Stranger Still. That's and right. Now you're hearing him here, past guest. Please welcome podcasting superstar Nick Wood. Oh well, thank you. I'll be a superstar when I'm up to like 17 podcasts that I'm doing. Oh, that's so many. What are you, Travis McElroy? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I don't have time for anything in my life. So, we're listening to what is currently at the time of this recording, and it'll probably stay there for a little bit, because it's got a couple thousand upvote lead, the number one post of all time on No Sleep. This mm -hmm. is a story by uh, Reddit user M59Gar, who you will know as Matt Demersky. Um, I believe that he also wrote Psychosis, which really? is a past, a past fave. Is that true? Um, I don't know. I, I noticed that he turned, I think he turned this story that we're going to talk about into a book. Like a, um, That's interesting. Yeah, he, he does a lot of that where he, you know, puts things as books. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to mattdemersky.com and see if he, in fact, did write uh, Psychosis, which I, I feel like he did, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, boy, he writes a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, uh, he does. This, this website is not very well organized. No, um, this is not. Hey, Matt, your stories are pretty good. Fix your website, please. Yeah, I'm gonna Google Psychosis Creepypasta instead because that's gonna be easier to find. Um, yeah, he wrote he wrote Psychosis, Matt Demers. Wow. Did. Okay. Um, 
That was sort of a classic of his from almost 10 years ago now, posted on creepypasta.com in 2010. Actually, it might even be from earlier that than that, because I think creepypasta.com like, launched in 2010. Yeah. Um, oh, no, creepypasta.com launched in 2008. The Creepypasta Wiki launched in 2010. Ah, if I remember Psychosis, it's not that good, is it? Or am I thinking of a different one? Psychosis is the one about the guy who's locking himself in his room, uh, and like you're, it's it's really, really, really good. And then there's an epilogue where it's like, by the way, the monsters was real and he wasn't crazy. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Um, um, which, well, like, if you just cut out that epilogue, it's probably the best creepypasta this side of Candle Cove. Yeah. Um, but that little epilogue totally ruins it for me, because the whole thing about what was scary about it is you didn't know whether there were actually monsters or if he was just going crazy. Yeah. Um, anyway, that isn't this story. This story is A Shattered Life, which I listened to uh, on the No Sleep podcast, I think, or... No, I I listened to it on uh, Creeps McPasta or, or something. I listened to it on YouTube. It was like Creepypasta Junior or something. Yeah, one of those guys that has a bad... I, it's, it was, I think it was either Mr. Creepypasta or Creeps McPasta, but I'm not sure, and I'm so embarrassed saying those names that I don't want to Google it. It's <laughs> uh, um, pretty bad. Yeah, it's... I mean... My podcast name is not much better, but at least it, that's not my name. It's not me that I'm. I'm not called Creepy Podsta. That's right. Uh, I've uh, anyway. Let's get into a shattered life. Tell me what it is about, Nick, please. Yeah, you bet. Um, so this story starts off um, with our narrator just kind of wandering in a forest, and he gets attacked by some hidden entity that he he can't really see. Um, but it feels like there's claws digging into him, um, but he's, like, not torn up or anything. Uh, I guess it's implied that it's in his brain that the claws are digging into. Um, he tries to go on about his life. He meets this girl named Mar. Uh, he, but uh, as he's going about his life, he notices all these weird things that start to happen around him. Like, the, the color of his neighbor's car changes. Um, someone at work's name goes from, like, Fred to Dan or something like that. Um, there was one time he was in a bathroom and then all of a sudden he was at a bus, bus stop with his pants down. Um, and then he goes home and Mar comes over that night and she has her own key. She lets herself in and, uh, turns out that they're, they're moving in together and he's like, what the heck? And she's like, well, I, I know it's kind of quick. We've only been together for three months. So then he's, he's really upset that he, he lost three months of his life. Um, and he kind of notices that these things happen when he starts to zone out. So he says for the next three years, he never lets himself slip. Like he's, he's drinking a crap load of, uh, coffee every day and caffeine and focusing on everything going on in his life and only little details. Like I think he calls them social details, uh, slip by him, like TV shows that aired and stuff like that. Um, until one day he gets really into this one show and all of a sudden this kid walks up to him and he's like, who are you? And it ends up being his son. So he gets like really depressed. He goes to, a doc, or he goes to a priest because he thinks he's possessed by this entity, and they say, no, it's probably mental issues, so he goes to the doctor, and they can't find anything wrong with him. Um, and he decides that he, he needs to get help, so he, he decides he's going to tell Mar everything that's going on, and he makes this fancy dinner, 
Um, and then Mars says, oh, how fancy for our second date. And that's the moment that he realizes that he's not just jumping forward in time, he can also, he's jumping backward in time. So he's he's a little happy that he, he'll get to experience his life. It's just his memories are, or his life is going back and forth. Um, he continues yeah, doing it's, that. It's, it's eventually less sad because he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I wasn't missing those parts. I was just doing them out of order. So this yeah. is sort of like the... Um, I guess in a happy story, the end of the second act, all the characters are miserable, but because mm-hmm. this is a horror story, the end of the second act, all the characters are happy. <laughs> yeah, and then everything has to... Well, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll keep going, because I don't yeah. really know how I feel about the after the second act. Um, but uh, he, he keeps going back and forth in his life until one day another boy shows up that he doesn't recognize, and he's a teenager, and it ends up being his grandson, and he hands him this like stack of papers, and he's like, here's this novel I've been working on. I want you to read it and tell me what you think. So he reads through it and ends up being a horror story, um, which is a, a thinly veiled effort by the author to insert himself into the story. Um, <laughs> Which works when you're Stephen King, doesn't really work when you're writing a creepypasta. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch that. that, that I, even though there's the author's note at the end, I don't think I caught that the grandson is supposed to be this um, <laughs> the author, because I'm a dummy. Well, I think at the, the tangent we went on at the beginning of the episode is important because it kind of gives that kind of context to he's he's written a lot of stories about horror oh, yeah. so he's one of the most prolific uh writers that can that has come out of no sleep yeah um so anyway this this kid shows up and the the narrator reads it and he's like this is frightening and the kid's like well yeah it's a horror story and he's like wait you know about supernatural beings do you think you can help me with this supernatural being that's eating away at my life and the son's like sure i'll i'll help you and the narrator's kind of relieved that um, he can finally confide in someone that he's what he's experiencing. And at this point, I, I, I read it as this is a grandson being like, oh, God, my grandpa has dementia. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll help you. I'll do, I'll do some research. Um, so the, they come up with this plan to start writing down notes of where he's at in time. And the son's like, well, where can you keep these notes that no one will ever find him? And he's like, well, under the stairs, no one ever goes there. So um, they go there, and there's boxes and boxes of notes already. Um, so he's now, every time he, he jumps in time, he's taking these notes, and sometimes there's one box, or there's 30 boxes, or there's no boxes, or what have you. Um, so it's kind of like, uh, if you ever saw the movie, I think it's Frequency, you ever see that? Is that the one where he's talking to his dad back in time? Yeah, and then he's like... Uh, he leaves him a note underneath the the um, like the window bed. What do you call those? The sun bed? windowsill. Windowsill. Yeah, and then he goes there, and there's a note in there. It's kind of like that. Um, you know, you know that just that was a that was a CW show like a year or two ago. Oh, it was also a movie a long time ago that I loved. Yeah. I didn't know it was a yeah. show. They, I, they, I believe i feel like they might have also done a korean remake of the movie really i i I know that there's a korean movie with a very similar premise and i also know that there is the cw adaptation of the movie for some reason (laughs) i'll have to see if that's any good um but uh so he's leaving all these notes and years in the in the future i guess and 
I don't know what timeline you want to put on this. Um, the son or the grandson goes to the narrator and says, I think I have a solution. He's, he's tapped a bunch of other resources and done a bunch of, um, research on this. And he built this machine and he says that the, the entity is from uh, some dimension that's not native to their dimension. It goes a little too sci-fi. Like he's trying really hard to explain it when you could just left it a mystery. Um, but he, he builds this, um, like elaborate electroshock therapy machine that, is going to make his nervous system unappetizing to to the entity, and uh, it works. He, they shock him, and the, the entity like wretches and leaves his body. And then we smash cut to the narrator in the forest that he was in at the beginning of the story. Except now the the entity kind of like. I guess coils away from him and the narrator kind of goes back and forth between being happy and sad. And he's like, well, I'm happy that I get to experience all this again, but sad because like, um, I don't remember why he's sad, but he is. And, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and he goes home and, uh, the phone rings and it, he, he knows it's his first phone conversation with Mar. Um, and it ends on a happy note, which I kind of enjoyed. But yeah, it's um, you know, just make it a ghost. It does not need to be a a six clawed lizard monster from another dimension, <laughs> right? Just be like it's a ghost. Yeah, they they give the dimension a name that I like. Mew oh right, something beta mu or something. Yeah, in the audio version, it just comes out as like a a staticky mumble. I think the one I listened to, they just skipped over it entirely. <laughs> In the, in the first, in the when it when it says the lesser spawns of blah, blah, it like comes out as like a staticky mumble, and then uh, when he asks what's blah blah, he just goes what's and it like pauses as if it's an ellipses. Wow. Huh. Yeah, it's uh like come on. I don't know how 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 did this how did this grandson figure this out? Come on, yeah, and he's, other he's even it's just be he's like even it's a like ghost. oh I don't expect you to know that dimension yet or whatever he says it's I don't know yeah oh yeah I forgot that you wouldn't know you're lucky believe me yeah so the the, the implication <laughs> there yeah well the implication there is that at some point in the future yeah. that dimension invades and everybody knows about it um but he's just so, jumped too far ahead to know i don't i don't know exactly yeah which okay that's a different story to write mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think that it, it betrays, uh, a lack of restraint to be mm. like, well, I'm doing this story where this person jumps back and forth through time. So obviously one of the jumps has to be to a post-apocalypse. Right. Um, of course. I don't, I don't think that belongs in this story that is otherwise, according to the author's note, a, um, very personal story about his father, um, grandfather. Su- uh, grand- yeah, his grandfather succumbing to Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's good as that, but of course, much like with psychosis, he just couldn't <laughs> help himself. He had to include this this explanation, this like you mentioned last episode, this over-explained part mm-hmm. um, that so many stories do. Like yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to give it an explanation. We, it- we either either like he's imagining it and he has Alzheimer's, or just make it a ghost. And instead of electroshock, he finds an exorcist or 
of something. Yeah, he dunks himself in holy water. I'm, I'm kind of almost torn on that piece because up until they started adding the, the sci-fi elements, I kind of thought that it was just like an allegory for, like the entity at the end was going, the twist was going to be that it was dementia or Alzheimer's. Um, but then the twist was that there was no twist. And I don't, mm. I don't know how I feel about that. I almost feel like it would have been more effective. I don't know if it'd be scary, but it would have been more emotionally impactful if they kind of left that door open. Like, maybe it was a supernatural being from this other dimension, but maybe it was also just dementia. I don't know. Yeah, I I think that it's very, um... It's very... It's not spooky to explain no, it. Not at all. It's much... It's much, Like, even if the characters get away at the end, it, it's much more effective, I think, to have the, um have it just, like, not be explained. Like, you don't really know what happened. Like, yeah. there's some stuff that maybe you can't explain away uh, as being rational, but, uh, you know, y- you could, or... That's the scariest stuff in real life, though, right? Is the stuff that we exactly. don't understand. So, I don't know. And I can compare this to much more famous writers like Ray Bradbury, where half of his stories don't have an ending, and you just have to kind of sit there and wonder what was real and what happens after the end of the story. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's... I, I guess that what what's... The issue here is, like so many authors in the past hundred years, someone taking the wrong lessons away from Lovecraft. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like the, the monsters weren't what's spooky. It's the idea... Like, what was spooky about Lovecraft was the idea that this person is touching another, um, another, like, life, like, another... World, this whole conspiracy that is so far beyond us that just until this schlubby detective rolled along, nobody put together that <laughs> yeah. all of this stuff was happening because he just like stumbled across it. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool part was not, oh, there's a, a big creepy monster coming in through a portal from another dimension. Yeah, I think that's part of a product of, of where we're at with pop culture now, though. Yeah. Yeah, like, the more effective, I think, Lovecraftian, if you can call it that, uh, use of monsters is someone like Stephen King, uh, right. who you mentioned earlier, and I guess it might even be that Matt Demersky is influenced not directly by Lovecraft, but by Lovecraft's influence through Stephen King. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It could be filtered that much, but like, for example, Pennywise, the dancing clown, is scary not because it's a big monster from another world, mm-hmm. but because the way it touches this place is it makes people more hateful, and their hate feeds the monster in turn. And it, like, it just shows up as this sort of unassuming, child-friendly thing. And yeah. when it turns into a monster later, that's not really scary. It's just, you know, the... I was gonna the, say... End of the story. If we're if we're gonna continue with using Pennywise as our, uh, I guess, comparison, uh, the worst part of it, the the story, because like the the '90s movie didn't explore this so much, but the worst part is when they start to explain where Pennywise came from, and they uh, he's from the dawn of time, and there's a giant turtle, and uh, they just kind of floated through space until he got bored and found this planet and went there, and it's that's no longer scary. That's just 200 pages of not fun anymore. So. Yeah. 
anyway, I think that this story is extraordinarily well written and much like oh, yeah. Psychosis, it just needs like a couple little edits to be basically perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, like exchange the creature for a creepy feeling um not an attack in the woods just like i walked through the woods and i got a chill and i never was able to shake that chill or i spent a night in a a haunted house uh on a dare (laughs) and then later uh a priest was like you're possessed yeah yeah like make the explanation if you're going to have it something be be so as something as weird as living life out of order mm-hmm. have the explanation be something the audience is already familiar with um it did you see the movie arrival um yes um it reminded me a bit of that film which i don't want to get too far into spoilery territories mm-hmm. but there's um a bit of weird time jumping that eventually the movie explains but because that's not a horror story and it's actually a sci-fi story it's fine mm-hmm. to explain that um, right I think that authors who want to write sci-fi horror need to examine what works in both genres and mm-hmm. then cut out everything that is not in the middle section of the Venn diagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um I don't this was fairly recent from from Matt and I'm kind of surprised that he's still writing in this manner. Um I don't know. I think that there's there's still a lot to be learned, Matt. I'm sorry. I want your stories to be very good and I think you're almost there. It's a little, a little bit more work yeah it the prose is extraordinary exactly Um, yeah it's written beautifully it's like it's professional level work i have almost nothing bad to say on that regard Mm -hmm. just the the explanation of the creature needs to be cut down i think there's too like it's only a little paragraph but it's already too much um yeah if you want to do that make it part of a side story kind of like you said that's a different story to write you can join yeah, these universes exactly. like Dark Tower or whatever and yeah. and bringing all of the horror stories together through different explanations, but that doesn't belong here. Uh, uh, well, so, what's the spookiest part of this story to you? Um, I think it's kind of existential, I guess. This taps into like some of the existential crisis I have from time to time where I realize how fragile our sense of reality is, which maybe is me reading into this too much. But as I said, like halfway through, I just thought that this was like a dementia patient. And it just, I don't know, I, I always constantly worry that like one day I'm going to wake up and the, the child I've been pushing around in a stroller for three years is just a doll and everyone's been going along with it to make my psychosis easier. Like I have those existential <laughs> crises sometimes. Yeah. Um, so it, it kind of taps into that for me. Worse that you'll wake up one day and uh, she'll be a grown up and you'll not know what happened in the intervening time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, that kind of existential crisis. Yeah. I I, I agree there. I think specifically the moment for me that is the hardest is um, when he jumps around again and he um, is constantly jumping around, but the only moment he didn't experience is when his wife died. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he's jumped past her death and up to her death, but he didn't jump to, like, her in the hospital. Yeah. And the last place he jumps before going back to live his life in order is uh, her holding her hand in the hospital while she's dying. Oh, that's what um, he was sad about, is that yeah. his wife is going to die someday. Yeah. But. Yeah. A- a- after that, he... Um, I-, I really... Actually Actually, I thought the ending was really good. Yeah, it's um, bittersweet, right? Because he he knows what's going to happen. Um, yeah. 
and you there's a moment where you think he's not going to answer the phone because of because like she's calling for their second date and he knows why she's calling and he knows what happens if he answers the phone for Marjorie mm-hmm. um and he answers anyway and like that little I really it's not scary obviously but I really love yeah that little moment of tension where you think maybe he's not going to answer the phone and yeah. he's going to give up on that whole future because of the the pain he just experienced because of this creature that's a um, very good moment yeah that actually could have made the creature thing a little more worth it if it's like if he doesn't answer the phone and so the creature took this whole life from him and all these experiences <laughs> that's a little um, too doctor that's like literally a plot from doctor who yeah it's it's a bit much <laughs> yeah. But, um yeah I, I i like this story a lot quite a yeah. bit uh, it's you know every time we cover a matt demersky story it's like yeah this story is really really good except that one part that i hate mm-hmm. a lot yeah so <laughs> that'll, that is a sensation that will probably continue in the future yeah um do we have a, any final thoughts before we move into plugs i i sure don't all right so tell the people where they can find you of course, there are a few places. I've got two podcasts at the current time. Uh, one of them is called Limited Cell, as uh, Jeff mentioned earlier in the episode, where I talk about Hanna-Barbera cartoons with my dad, and uh, most of them are crap, and uh, I don't know. And then our other <laughs> podcast I do with my friend John uh, is called Stranger Still. We talk about science stuff and history and kind of kind of the weirder sides of, of those aspects. And then sometimes we explore conspiracy theories and homeopathy and alternative medicine from a science point of view and tell Giving everyone... All the, all the answers you never questioned to ask. Wow, you like set our tagline better than we ever say it on our show. <laughs> <laughs> well, did I get it right? I was trying to intentionally get it wrong as it's, a joke. It was close. It's the... <laughs> Answering the questions you never thought to ask is our tagline. So you're oh okay, very very close. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what we do on that show. Yeah, uh, you can listen to me. More episodes of this show. You can go listen to the Pokemon podcast I made a few years ago if you want. There's 151 episodes of that. There will mm-hmm. never be a season two. Um, please stop begging. Um, <laughs> This, uh, the other show I make, Hack the Net, where we discuss random fan wikis from online, is quite fun. Then there is... That's it. Uh, no, you know, there's Frank Ecto Ghost Detective. I still have to edit the fourth or fifth? Fifth episode of that show. Um, which, uh, that is a years-long project. Um, <laughs> you should get that going, dude. I, well, I waited for a while. I was gonna have your, your co-host, John, do music for the most recent episode that came out, mm-hmm. and then um, I, you know, didn't want to bug him about it, so I just used eventually used free music i didn't want to because it's really uh, annoying to try and piece that together but it was less annoying than i thought it would be yeah so i'm just gonna keep doing that yeah. um i think i'm still waiting on some voice parts actually for frank ecto episode five uh titled the haunting of poltergeist jones um <laughs> maybe that'll be out by the time you're listening to this who knows who knows uh that is a piece of work that i am quite proud of but who knows uh how viable it is to continue making it when i have to uh write cast produce and edit it all on my own <laughs> um that is, i mean i'm trying to produce the quality of work that you would see from uh the people over at night vale or 
uh, thrilling adventure hour or something. Mm-hmm. But I'm just me, so I can't I can't quite get there. Yeah, one man crew. Yep. Um. Anyway, that's all we have to say about this creepypasta, and I already closed the tab, so I'm not going to say a line from the story. Um, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>